Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. Rock and Roll American Football. Jay Lawrence here with Glenn Carter II. Carter to friends and family. Are we at that level yet, friends and family? Do you reckon, Carter? Uh, no, Jay. No. Oh. Pl- please call me... Um... His Highness Keith, uh, <laughs> uh, his His Majesty. Uh, I don't know. Was it H, HM something? Right. So, has there ever been a time when you've thought, "Oh, I, I don't, I, I don't actually want to be called Glenn. I oh. want to be known as someone else." Uh, so, I'm from Virginia, and in Virginia, we're from the country, as we say. Mm-hmm. And everyone who likes you gives you a nickname. Like everyone who knows you and likes you, calls yeah. you gives you a nickname. So I'm not technically called by my name by anybody. It's just always been Carter. Um, no, it's, it's sometimes it's Carter. Sometimes it's a bunch of like whatever people think of you in a moment. G. And it's G. Sometimes it sticks. And so, so people just call you random nicknames. But that's in the, in the South or where I'm from in the South. That's how you know if somebody is close to you. So when people start calling you Glenn Carter II, you realize, oh, they don't like me. They're, they're giving me a full my, my full name. No, it means that maybe they're paying me. So that's a good, uh, <laughs> I, I, yes, how are you? I'll shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter yeah. II. Yes, Mr. J. Lawrence. Yeah, uh, that's it. His, his majesty. See, my, my names were literally just J. And then uh, then every then every few years, someone would call me Jayzif, as if like they'd be the first person to come up with it. <laughs> So right. it, started, it started when I was like 10 and then someone called me Joseph and a, a few years later someone else. And each time they're just like, I've created something amazing here, Joseph. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's been done before. The yeah, worst yeah, thing yeah. that's ever happened to me with my name, right? <clears throat> but, um, or like the thing that's kind of confused me the most is that lots of people ask if my name is short for something, which is fine because a lot of people are called J. Very true. It's, yeah. uh, it's short for something. My name is not short for something. It literally is just J. So then someone asked me this, you know, is your name short for something? I said, uh, no, it's not. And then they replied, are you sure? <laughs> you were, yeah. Uh, yes, mate. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Let no, me now you say that. Let me, yeah, let me call my that. mama. Let me call yeah. my mama and see, see what she exactly. said. Exactly, exactly. Um, so there's quite a bit to talk about, actually. It's happened over the last few, well, hours, actually. You know, not even just days, Carter, in the NFL. Um, not all good stuff. Not all fun stuff, not stuff that we feel like we really want to talk about or should have to talk about. Maybe that's the uh, the better phrase. But uh, Yeah, but should. This but is life. Sh- no, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know we you. should talk about it, but I, I just, I guess what I'm saying is you like to think that we wouldn't have to talk about it because some of this stuff uh, yeah, we just sure. hope would not have happened. Um, right, right, but, right. Yeah. you know, it is what it is and we're going to have to talk about it anyway. So we will t- talk a little bit about the London Games. Uh, a bit later on, because I was at the last game, Falcons and Jets. Uh, I'll also be at the next game, the big Florida derby, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins and uh, Jaguars. Um, uh, and some more news about expansion abroad into other countries, into Europe, actually. Stuff that's literally come out, Carter. I don't think you know about this. Breaking news over the last 15 minutes. So Amazing. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um as well as some going over some stuff that happened over the last few days in the NFL as well, game-wise. But we'll start with this one, Carter. John Gruden has resigned as Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Ooh. Now, that is following uh, recent articles in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, uh, which have detailed the use of racist, homophobic, and misogynistic terms by John Gruden in emails reportedly dating back to 2010, so over a 
decade ago. Mm. So Gruden's resigned as Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Um, now, I feel like we should maybe we should give a little bit more detail. So he basically said back in 2011, he used a racial trope to describe NFL Players Association Executive Director Demoris Smith, uh, who's black. And then uh, uh, Gruden also used homophobic and misogynistic terms in other emails, basically dating back to 2010. I, I don't, I don't actually necessarily feel like we need to repeat the terms, but um, no, no, but, not uh, necessary. Use your imagination for. Yeah, exactly. Um, now there was just no way that he could stay on Carter, was there? So I've been contemplating this, and there's two fronts that I think he had to face. Number one would be the locker room, which after the first set of, I guess, allegations, you can call them, they were, okay, has he lost the locker room? Well, not so much. It's a it's a one-time offense. People aren't that pressed. But, and apparently racism was one of the, <laughs> one of the lesser allegations, I guess, because <laughs> once the misogyny and the homophobia showed up, perhaps it was now time to do and maybe it was well, all, it, all three of them working yeah, in tandem perhaps yeah. maybe <laughs> yeah i think uh, it's just like you know there was enough maybe there was enough uh, of a guffaw about the obviously the first one and you know rightly so right uh, and then you can defend that all you want but then as soon as other ones come out it's yeah. like well you've got no yeah, to hand on really i i think i think it's we are Americans or America is a country of second chances. Okay, we can get past the first one if he crosses his T's, dots his I's. If he actually issued, if he had he issued a legitimate apology, which I did not think his first one was very good. I, as a, as a thing, if anyone ever says there's no, I don't know why they go for the bones. Why, why are the bones not racist? Like every, there's no racist bone in my body. Why come everybody says that? You wouldn't <laughs> just, anyways, you don't speak about your heart or your head or anything like that. Just go straight to the bones. I don't understand. But every time someone says that, you sort of think, oh, that's a, you could have said something better than that. And I didn't think that his initial apology, apology was sufficient. Now, what I also read uh, is, this is in the Times <clears> report, <throat> that that timeline wasn't just the 2010, 2011. I thought that he had done some things uh, closer to, to 2018 as well, uh, which is when he became Raiders well, coach. Was, I don't know. There was, well, n well, I don't think it was up to then. I might be wrong, but Gruden uh, reportedly emailed uh, Bruce Allen, who uh, was a then Washington team president uh, in 2014, about um, uh, Michael Sam, who was yes. drafted, who was the first openly oh, gay player openly drafted, gay by, yeah. drafted by an NFL team. He was drafted uh, by the then St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Um, but that was 2014, I, yeah. Yeah, so so not, you know, not 10 years ago, though, you know, closer. But I I would have given him a second chance of even if it were that far ago because we sort of, in the internet age, like how – how long do we give people to sort of say, okay, we get it. It was in the past. Let's move on. And I think that had the locker room rally behind him and full and the organization, okay. And they did it in a more robust way than when these second and third allegations came out, that might've been a little easier uh, to, for him to weather this storm. 
But I think that this ain't the only stuff that he said. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um, this like documented, there's, there might be some more reports coming out. There might be some more, some other things. And maybe he was trying to get ahead of something because, you know, he's trying to save his reputation because he wants to go back in the booth or something after he leaves. But I think it's a challenging situation. Um, I, I, I always think about the players. I always think about the players in this regard because it's how do you, like, what do you do if you're a black player for a coach who comes out and says something crazy like this? Like, how do you feel about that? How would you feel about that, Jay? I don't know. I, I don't know how Ali feel about it. It's tough because you still want to well, win football games, but, you know. Well, I mean, I, I, I it, it's, it's quite, it's, it's difficult for me, I suppose. It's not difficult for me to, um, to, to sympathize but it's difficult for me to empathize, you know, mm. because yeah, as, a, yeah. as a white man, I've never experienced racism. Sure. Um, straight up, you know, that was just yeah, never, yeah. It's, it's never, it's never happened. It's, uh, it's unlikely to ever happen in my life. So it's difficult for me to, to say how I would feel apart from the usual things that you'd assume that people would say in that situation. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, you know, it, you know, all I can say is that, all I can say is I'm just, I, you know, if I'm sick of it, imagine how, you know, imagine how the, the players will feel. And, you know, and imagine, I, can, I, can, I can imagine how you feel as well, Carter, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's just something that we, that we seem to be talking about all the time. Yeah, it's as much as people want to say, you know, things have moved on, things have whatever. And honestly, these are remarks. It does. They're 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 comments, not, um, you know, directly affecting. Well, that's not true because you know he he's a he's essentially a colleague. The head of the NFLPA is essentially a colleague of John Gruden, an extended colleague. But mm. these are the people you work with, and who knows how that sentiment that he expressed in these you know intimate emails with close friends or whatever, how that affects his decisioning around how he treats his players or how he treats other people who look like this or or have these particular orientations or of these genders. Like, I mean, that's the point. Like, that's the point. Well, I don't know if it has been mentioned in, in anything that I've read about this yet, but the other thing that I have to mention is, you know, um, Gruden, as I said earlier, reportedly said, uh, said something regarding Michael Sam, who is the first openly gay player drafted by an NFL mm-hmm. team. Now, who is the only open gay player in the NFL right now? It's Carl Nassib. He came out a few months ago. Mm. Congratulations to him. I thought it was an amazing, amazing thing to do and hopefully has left the door open for many others to do it. He plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, yeah, there's that. Now, Carl Nassib, so not only do you have, obviously, uh, many, many uh, black players playing for the Las Vegas Raiders that have to deal with those comments. But you've also got the only openly gay player in the NFL playing for your team, and you've just heard your head coach say something that you would rather not him say right. um, about gay people. Yeah. Now, now to me, that just means that your job is untenable. Frankly. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, definitely for Gruden. But that's, but that's the concern, which is, does that does his sentiment that he expressed and might still 
believe or condone or at the very least, you know, ignore, which is just as bad because you're, you know, uh, by proxy condoning some stuff or whatever. Uh, but does that make that player's job in jeopardy, for example? And that's the concern. Like, feel well, how you, you know, say what you say, feel how you feel, but you have the power to affect my way yeah. of life. Like, this is my career. Like, that's. Yeah, you know. I, 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 but also just the, just, but just your quality of life as well. I know that sounds, you know, you're completely right in regards to your career, but do you want to have to go to work thinking True. this is True. what my boss thinks, yeah. you know, and therefore every, not only do you have to be concerned maybe about your future um, financially and, and uh, you know, just through work, but also, you're just you're you don't want to have to think that, you know. And yeah. and again, again, as a white straight male, I won't have to think that, and that's why it's difficult for me to, to. Well, I will uh, say, you Jay, know, as a as a black man uh, <laughs> who's experienced some things in his life, I, it is something that is constantly on my mind. Yeah, it is, it is a constant thing that I that it is ways and you have to check you know I, I don't dress up for you Jay on this podcast I don't I will not wear a suit and tie I fine with that <laughs> no but it's yes I, I I understand what you're saying that's me trying to make light of something but yeah yeah I, I mean this it's 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 untenable um his position and do you know what it's interesting what you just said a moment ago about you know what he might be thinking about in the future he might not be thinking about anything right now because it's so fresh that he's just resigned but he yeah. will I'm sure over the next few weeks think about what he's going to do in his future whether he at some point if he's thinking maybe I can get back with an NFL team or again can he get back into the booth um it's going to take some time he's a, he's a type of, yeah go ahead. yeah you're right that's what I was going to say you know it, 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 does it take time? I mean, it will take time in this instance, but then is it just a case of in a year's time, we'll just find it back in the booth? I was going to say, historically, it took time. I don't know about these times. And this is not this is not a cancel culture thing. If you behave badly, like there, I mean, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. There's, there's 32 head coaches in the league. <laughs> this just, you got to come on. I don't I'm know, with you. man. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, I'm, I, it's not cancel culture. It's, you've just done something bad, and we don't just, like it. Yeah, bro. That's it. I, I, you you make you you come to work. We have to live with this. The organization has to live with this. The players have to deal with this distraction. I will. Can I say one more thing about that Gruden? Yeah, thing? of course. Yeah. So the reports say that uh, Bruce Allen of the former Washington football team. Remember the all the the hullabaloo that was around. Not even hullabaloo. It was legitimate crisis at the Washington football organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this was back when reports Allegations say, of misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like of, of, you know- Sexual misconduct. Sexual misconduct, yeah. yeah. There were reports saying that Bruce Allen forced, uh, you know, remember those cheerleaders to take, you know, inappropriate photos and then sent them to Gruden. Like that is- Is that right? Yeah. You can't, come on, man. Like it's- any one of these instances is fireable in my in, in from my perspective i don't not that it's not the it's not the oppression olympics but that is just that's come on man come on bro yeah he had to go he had to go i did not know that about the cheerleaders yeah that's um and that was remember that investigation was like sealed you know back you know they didn't release that to the public it was all um 
I remember Dan Snyder. Like that's just come out today. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I, that's. I think there's going to be a a further reckoning with this. Yeah. I think there's going to be a further reckoning. Well, just sticking on the football side for a for a moment, I would just tell you, Carter, that uh, uh, Rich Bizaccia has been named the Raiders' interim head coach. I have no idea if that's how you pronounce his name. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think anybody knows, Jay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure if he does. Uh, he's been on the staff uh, as the Raiders' assistant head coach slash special teams coordinator for the last four seasons. 20th season as an NFL special teams coach. All right. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I guess he gets his chance. Good luck, Rich. Bizacchia. Uh Right, we'll move on to uh, the London games, actually. The two games that are going on at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. One that just occurred between the uh, New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Um And I've got to just say, Carter, I was there and it was so good to be able to just go and watch a game again. Go watch yeah. the NFL. And, and you know what? I know we've had discussions before about uh, safety and, you know, in a in a COVID world and all of that. But from a purely selfish point of view of just sitting down and just watching a game, it was it was brilliant just to be able to to enjoy watching the New York Jets, <laughs> Which, uh, who were really not good, um, yeah. really not good. Uh, the, Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons somehow made it quite difficult for themselves, but uh, came through in the end. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the, it was so good to see so many different jerseys as well. It just brings back so many memories. One of the highlights for me is that I can't remember who it was that was doing the uh, doing the national anthem, right? The US national anthem. But it was in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is an amazing stadium. Honestly, it's an incredible ground, and they've got this um, platform right at the top of the stadium. Right at the top. I mean, right at the top. And she did the national anthem from there. And I was just thinking, I would poo myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would poo myself. If I Listen, was up there. <laughs> I've never been to Spurs Stadium. I know it's pretty tall. And I tell you what, you can, you could put a mic on the ground for me. Uh, That's it. You can put I've, a mic. I'll, I'll learn to play the piano if it means I don't have to go that far up. I, I'm just I'm just interested to know how this pitch went to her. Like, <laughs> hey, so uh, we've got an idea. Um, the you, acoustics you could, are just so great. <laughs> yeah, you could do it on the field. But yeah. why don't you go to this tiny platform? I don't even know how you get up there. Yeah, you have to get sort of like got, it's got, in a, a plane cat. and it just goes really low. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, it was... They, you hella drop in to... That's uh, what it is. It's, it's like the Olympics, you know, when uh, back in 2012, when they made it look like the Queen was doing a uh, a, oh, yeah, a, yeah, a, a plane drop that. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, great to go back there. I will be there at the Jacksonville Jaguars Miami Dolphins game this weekend. Another as well. Burner. Another. I know. I know. But I'll people, be, people in the stadium, though, you you were there. Tell me, the atmosphere is great, right? Yeah, it was. I thought it was particularly good in this in this game. Like people were really into it. I've been at Wembley games when you know there's. You know, ninety thousand people there, and eighty nine thousand are not a fan of the team or, or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it's just like, yeah, great. But I just felt like people were just people just wanted a good game. Yeah. So whenever something good happened, we would like people were just cheering for it. You know, whether it was a, t- a good touchdown, whether it was uh, there were a couple um, uh, turnovers in the game as well. So whenever something like that occurred, so it really felt like it was let's just have a good game. Yeah. more than anything else, which isn't a bad way of being, you know, because it means you're cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and it, the, that groundswell. I mean, you, 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 we're going to talk about it in a minute, but 
you know, there, there might be some growing NFL uh, fandom or increasingly growing rather, because it's always been here, fandom here in Europe. That's it. That's it. Well, do, you, do you know what's interesting is that there's been, uh, over the last few years, COVID aside, there was uh, a year or two when there were four games in the in London from the NFL, which is um, uh, double what it was this year. Yeah. Uh, I think there were two at Twickenham, there were two at Wembley Stadium, and now it seems to be moving all to, to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because they have the facilities to handle NFL. When they built the stadium, they made sure that they had exactly what they needed to make sure that you know NFL occurred at that ground now um it was uh it seems that the nfl whilst being committed to playing at least two games in london every year and a game in mexico as well as part of the international series they are going to be branching out uh, as excuse me as soon as next year potentially as well so you could find that the 2022 season has Another game, and the and and the country I can reveal is going to be Germany. Oh, okay, okay. Which is not much of a surprise because I know that there's a big NFL contingent, a fan contingent in uh, in Germany. Uh, so the NFL confirmed earlier on today, so Tuesday morning, uh, that the three German cities in talks to stage regular season games are Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, and Munich. So mm. one of those cities looks likely to be hosting NFL games in the future, uh, presumably as well in stadiums that are for football teams. Yeah. So um, Bayern Munich Stadium, I'm sure, is going to be the most impressive, oh, yeah. most impressive out of all of those those threes. Uh, um, but, you know, I, 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 as much as I'd like to have as many games in London as possible, this can only be a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, I keep thinking about it, which is I. Th- I always think it's a bit far afield for a team to fly to Europe. But if you're flying to the West Coast, you know, to play Seattle or the Rams or the Chargers or something, then coming from the East Coast to London is just another couple hours, and you know, Germany maybe another hour beyond that. So it's not. I mean, you know, it's not that. And who's to say that they're not trying to? Can you imagine in like 10 years, there's two NFL teams in um, two expansion NFL teams in London, in and, London Germany? and Germany? Yeah. Uh, maybe. maybe. The London I'll... Lions or something. Oh, yeah. No, because Detroit would uh, not be very oh, happy. Oh, yeah, with that's that. right. That's right. That's right. Um, maybe. I, I actually think that this is less likely now to make to get there to be a team uh, abroad, unless an owner really wants it to happen, only because, you know, they seem to be. I wonder if they, you know, they do Germany, they do, uh, they've, they've got the UK. Maybe they even branch out to another country in Europe, or, or I suspect maybe Australia as well. But then mm. the problem there becomes, you know, the time difference is enough in the UK, let alone in Australia. You know, different. You but- can't. I'm not flying 24 hours a day. <laughs> the weeks are only so long. <laughs> you can't. The longest direct flight, I think. I think it is the longest direct flight you can get in the world is from LA to Sydney. I think it is. I thought it was, uh, I used to know this. Uh, it's Qantas. Qantas does it. And it is it is crazy long. It's like 18 hours and 50 minutes or something. Well, anyway, we could be going for a road trip in uh, 
to Germany next year, Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, or Munich, one of yeah. the three German cities, and talks to stage regular season's games in the NFL. I, I fancy it. I fancy it. I mean, all the Germans are coming over here to watch the games, to oh, be fair. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. we just, you know, just go over there. Also means that, you know, even more chance that you can go and watch your own team. Yeah. So, it's true. you know, if the Saints are out there, I'll probably head over to Germany to go watch a game. Um, if, the, if the Saints lose, they'll definitely be over there because obviously they're not, they're not flying the Chiefs over here. <laughs> well, I, that, well, I, well, you know the, what? The, Chief, the, the, the Chiefs might not make it either. <laughs> Thirty-one out of thirty-two teams have played um, in the UK. Can you name the team that has not played in the UK? I'm going to say. I'll, I'll give you. Th- I'll give you like three guesses, just so we're not. I, I'm gonna, I was going to say. I, I'm going to need three. Uh, it is the Minnesota Vikings. That was no. They, they played not long ago, actually. I think I think I saw them. Okay, yeah, I, I think I did too. I um, Carolina Panthers. No, they literally played uh, two years ago. So yeah, I, was, uh, I remember that one. game too. I, I'm, I'm striking out. Uh, One more. Think about this. Guess. Think about this. Think about who would not uh, want which team out of all of the teams would be not would not want to give up a home game. Did not want to give up a home. Because they've got such a, uh, you know, backlog of people wanting to go see home games. Green Bay. Green Bay. There we go. Look at that. Got there in the end. Green Bay Packers. Cheese heads. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe they'll be going over to Germany at some point. I mean, I think they they have put it into... uh, to um i can't remember what the term is nfl law uh, that uh, all teams have to do a game abroad every six years or something like that so uh, green bay will be abroad at some point i love german cheese by the way i think it's great uh i I couldn't name it i I, I was about to say i couldn't name a german (laughs) cheese either so munster munster is german right it sounds sounds maybe it's that's actually i think that's alsatian Al- Alsace is the region in between France and Germany. They make great wine, actually, and they also make great cheese. Oh, and they were also somewhat to do with the war. That's all uh, I can remember. Very much, very much so. Yes, it's always a. Every time there is a war, because it's connecting France and Germany, there's always it always runs through Alsace. Um, and I'll tell you what, we'll just finally talk about. I feel like we've not really spoken about very much about anything that's actually gone on in the NFL over the past few days, Carter. But there's a couple of things I do want to talk about. First of all, uh, the New York Giants. Has oh. their se- is their season now done and dusted? I know that you're a Giants fan, but you know you've got Daniel Jones who uh, is out for a concussion. I don't know for how long for, and Saquon Barkley whose oh, ankle looked like a tennis ball, Jeez. a large tennis ball, yeah. like a volleyball maybe. Yeah. Uh, after rolling his ankle, uh, with those two players potentially out for, well, even if even a few weeks might be enough for, to uh, really. Um, to really make sure not, that the Giants just, aren't in contention. Yeah, not just Kenny Galladay, hyperextended yeah, knee. Yeah. Uh, our tackle, Andrew Thomas, I think is out. He's got an injured foot or something. Uh, Rodarius Williams is out. Uh, to, like with an ACL. We just decimated, man. I just And against the Rams this upcoming weekend. Yeah, yeah. Kadarius Tony got in a fight in the last game. Yeah, and he looked to be suspe- fined, if not suspended. Yeah, but I also think he had like an injury in the in the I don't know in the locker room or something. We we are, we are. Oof. Yeah, I think so. I think that the season's done for us because we're at what are we one and three, one and four right now. We're at the bottom of the NFC. Yeah, East. one no, and I'm, four now. Yeah, yeah, one and four now. Yeah. yeah, Cowboys are running away with the division, so that's done. And we're definitely not going to 
Yeah, it's a tough season. So, I'll tell you, though, fantastic performances. Uh, some more positive news. Fantastic performances from two very good quarterbacks. Justin Herbert turned in a fantastic performance this uh, weekend. And 75-year-old Tom Brady throwing for for 411 yards and five touchdowns. It's incredible, isn't it? My goodness. I I tell you what, tell me what you think about Antonio Brown this year. Doing well, right? Antonio Brown, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the thing is, though, is when you've got an offense like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it does afford you the um, ability to... to have less pressure on certain players, of course, because you've sure. got you've got Mike Evans, you've got Chris, I mean, the, 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 just the wide receiver unit taking away Gronk from uh, the Bucks is just incredible because you've got uh, Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, and you've got Antonio Brown, which means that there's not you know nobody's going to be double teaming a particular player because they've all got to be they're all yeah. good enough to yeah. warrant you know being double teamed. So Antonio Brown with that pace is if he's able to just get a, a little bit of room out the back, then he's gone, isn't he, really? So, mm. yeah, I mean, what he's he's a good... He's such, he's just such a weapon. And, and it was only two years ago that we were talking about him being undoubtedly the best receiver in the NFL. I think we've got to remember that. Yeah, it's true. It's only two years ago. And I know a lot can change in the NFL very quickly, but it's only two years ago that we were talking about that. Uh, and, and Justin Herbert, I don't know if Justin Herbert is just a young star anymore. I think he's just a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that. So that he's got a the Chargers have a great like running passing balance. I think uh, I'm going to remember these running backs names. Check me out. Check me out. We've got nope. He plays for the Browns. Uh, we've got who's the guy? I think he's the first talking about last, here? last name starts with an E. He runs You're running backs. Austin, Austin Eckler. Yes, I love Austin Eckler. Yes, so much so that you forget his so name. So much so that I forgot his name. <laughs> um, but he he turned out a, a great game um, in, in week five. And I mean, I agree with you about Justin Herbert, which is I, I don't think he's thrown a pick in a while. And uh, had four touchdowns. I think almost three, almost four hundred yards, so three eighty nine or something. Just real good performance. Second year. Oof. You know yeah. what, we can talk about stats as much as we like, really, when it comes to these players. And I know that the NFL is sort of built on stats, isn't it, really? But at the same time, the one thing that having Justin Herbert uh, gives you as your quarterback, if you're a fan of the Los Angeles Chargers, is hope. The hope that no matter mm. what position that you are in, uh, and this is what happened when, uh, even though they're a bit different players, especially over the last few years, uh, especially last year when they're both in the, the league together. When Drew Brees, when I was, a, you know, as a Saints fan, when Drew Brees is always at the quarterback, no matter what position you're in, you had hope that you could get it back. And yeah. it's the same with Justin Herbert. It's the same with a, a few different quarterbacks, well, obviously Tom Brady. Um, but Justin Herbert gives you that hope that no matter where you are, and especially in this game against the Browns where it's sort of back and forth, and, it, you know, it feels like he can get you where you need to be, no matter what. Yeah, um, and you just have you just have utter confidence in him. You just had overall confidence that no matter what happens, totally, which is, is rare for a, a quarterback that young. I think it's rare for a quarterback. <laughs> Fair. It is. I mean, look, yeah. what did you say earlier? This, you know, this thirty-two quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in the league. How many of those quarterbacks make you feel that way? That's uh, three or four, maybe five, something like that. Yeah. So what you're talking about is you're talking about five people in the world. That's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. Like, you're talking true. about five or six people in the world make you feel yeah. that way. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, 
Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Justin, Allen, Justin. What did you say? Josh Allen. Oh, all right, Josh Allen. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. If you, yeah, I mean, I suppose you've got to put him in that as well. No, I guess this uh, year, maybe Patrick yeah. Mahomes. You know, Tom. Bra- yeah, I've done. If you said Tom Brady, so you're talking about, I'd say about half a dozen, something like that. Yeah, I might have yeah, missed somebody. I might have missed somebody good. I mean, you've got to say congratulations to Lamar Jackson as well on Monday Night Football. What a comeback that was against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, you know, or, I was watching what, or, that, or what a collapse by the Colts. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I was watching that and I was just thinking. Colts, Colts have surely got this. I was thinking if the Ravens manage to get back here, it's just too too much of a cliche almost. Yeah. But they did. So you know what? There are a few quarterbacks in there, but those are so few. And to know that after a year after drafting Justin Herbert, that you as a Los Angeles Chargers fan have one of those quarterbacks. Tell you I mean, it's just an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing to think that potentially for the next... I mean, if we're going potentially... For the next 20 years of your life, you could be watching him. <laughs> Potentially. 15, you'd say, you know, if he's good enough, 15 for sure. It's so tough. It's so tough to predict that far in the future. I know it is. I know it is. I know it's difficult. It's difficult. I totally get what you're saying, though, which is it's you, the talent is obvious. It is obvious. 100%. It's, it's, it's the assurance. It's the yeah, self-assurance. Yeah. Um, and that's what I particularly like. Um and the, uh, just, do you know what? We'll just leave on this, Carter. We'll just leave on this. Uh, we don't even need to talk about it that long, but kicker's got a kick, man. <laughs> you got to – well, i tell you what, Jay. I would give my kickers four times to get it right. That's yeah. how I would approach yeah, that's the how you'd way approach it. I, if I were, let's say, a Green Bay Packer head coach who's taking heat because, you know, I might have mishandled the offseason with one of the – greatest quarterbacks <laughs> in NFL history. Uh, yeah, I'd let a guy miss three in a row and then let him kick a game winner. That's what I would do. Would more do? more kicks were missed this weekend than in any weekend in NFL history. It's something I've been thinking about, which is, is it because people are, teams are relying on kicking more? I'd love to see like the data behind this, but yeah, like they're asked to be, they're being asked to kick longer field goals now, more consistently. And I wonder if that's like throwing off their legs or side. I don't know how it works, but it's, it's something. I think, I think that you've got something on there about reliance. It means that, you know, it means that if there's a 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they wouldn't have tried to kick it from 50 yards. But yeah. Now because they're trying and they're getting it 60% of the time or something like that. You know, just as a guess, it means that there's still that chance of failure there. So, yeah, yeah. I think that you've probably got something right on there. Uh, Carter, look, I think that that's where we're going to end uh, Rock and Roll American Football today. So I will see you on the other side of it, and I'll see you after I go to uh, the, the, the last uh, London game of the year. Yeah. The incredibly exciting Jaguars-Dolphins. To, you know, to be honest, I was excited to see Tua Tonga-Vailoa versus um, uh, uh Trevor Lawrence, guy, his name escaped me there for a minute. I did a Carter, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence still should be good, should be fun. So, should I'll, be see, good. Yeah. so I'll see you I'll, next hopefully, week. Hopefully, Urban Meyer makes it on the plane back to the United States. No, no, no hanging out in pubs, buddy. He's going to just going to stick in London for a little he's, while. He's going to hang out in Mayfair. He's going straight to Mayfair. <laughs> yeah, straight to Soho. Straight to Soho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.